0: Hey, you're listening to The Real Kathy Lee on the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. Thanks for joining me as I share my mom sessions. It's basically my imperfect journey of motherhood. Be prepared to laugh, maybe cry, but hopefully you're going to be encouraged as I share my failures, successes, and offer some tips I've learned along the way. And remember, you've got this. Okay. Here we are. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe that fall is here. It is, well, almost here. You wouldn't believe it was here, actually. I'm kind of lying because today I played tennis for like two and a half hours, and it was 91 degrees, and I thought I was going to have to crawl off the court. It has been an amazing week. After watching the U.S. Open, I was convinced I would go out there and immediately play like Rafael Nadal, and I did not. However, my team, we did win, and I was pretty excited about that. But I was thinking fall is nowhere near. But what was funny is that leaves were falling everywhere, and I might have mentioned that we got a new puppy, and so the puppy was there, and she's chasing the leaves. And anyway, so happy almost fall. It's right around the corner. Surely the weather will join in and be a part of the party soon. But for now, it's 91 degrees here in Atlanta. Well, again, one of my favorite things I get to do is travel and meet people and all these people are introducing me to people, so it's fun. It's not only do I randomly meet them, but somebody will say, hey, you've got to meet this person. And this happened at an event this summer. Uh, this great gal that I had met, actually, I've seen her over the years at different conferences because she has a family member who's in the field, and she ends up going to visit people, and so I get to see her all over. And she said, hey, you've got to go meet this lady. I just have a feeling y'all just hit it off. And I'm like, okay, well, To be honest, at conferences, I'm exhausted after speaking, and um, this person that you're about to meet was probably exhausted, but I go over and we have a quick introduction, and she has been so great trying to get in touch with me to get together. And actually just remember today when she mentioned that she was not too far from here in south of Atlanta that, oh, my goodness, we need to get together in person. But until then, I thought I need to get to know her more, because of what she does. And you'll learn this in just a minute. And I thought, well, if I need to get to know her more and what she's about, then I think you guys would want to get to know her more. So Mary Aldrich is here, and I am going to let her introduce herself and tell you a little bit about her family and why in the
1: world that someone would want to introduce me to her. So Mary, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much. It's such an honor to be here, and I can totally relate to feeling exhausted at a conference and yet the opportunity to meet new people and what a treasure it is to be able to make connections like that that just they really end up being godsends on the road going forward so often so it was such a joy to meet you that day and i'm really looking forward to this today um well i'm so glad like, yeah, i'm here maybe. well yeah tell us tell us yeah, tell us it all <laughs> Yeah. So I'm Mary Aldrich. Um, My husband Brandon and I have seven children. Uh, The youngest is seven, and the oldest is seventeen. And we have five boys and two girls. The girls are kind of in the middle, with boys on either end. And it has been a wild ride. Of, I guess, I guess um, having having seven kids in ten years. The the year that my oldest son was 10 was probably, like, the year that we were saying, oh, my goodness, what in the world are we doing?
0: Yeah, I am um, just thinking, but, like, hearing you say that, seven kids, 10 and under, I'm like, oh, my word. I hope you had it was some a lot. <laughs> good friends, some good supplements, some good whatever you needed
1: to get you through. We did. <laughs> those early
0: years, girl.
1: <laughs> I tell you, it was a good combination. It was. It was. We had a lot of good support. We had a lot of circumstances that made it so that it didn't totally take me out of the game. And it's also part of my story of how I get it got into the business that I'm in. So, um, you, as you mentioned, I am currently in Georgia. We just recently moved from New Hampshire to Georgia, and uh, my husband is in between jobs right now. So we had the Privilege and challenge of moving in with my parents, Um, and we live in McDonough with them right now. And it's just it's been a joy to to have my kids be around their grandparents. And they're big homeschoolers too. I was homeschooled when I was younger, and so they've been a real big support system. Probably the highlight is my father teaching my sons how to drive, and I have put that whole project off on his shoulders. So that has been and he's delighted to do it. That's the fun thing. So um that's kind of who we are and where we're at right now. I
0: love that. I think um, that it's great. It is something to have our kids around their grandparents and I think today so many of us right. don't live near grandparents and our kids suffer. So they I mean they really do. Yeah. I mean my dad came and stayed, um, my, my mom had gone off to visit and both my parents are in pretty poor health and my dad came to stay by himself for about 10 days, which he's never done as long as, you know, I can remember. He's never stayed with me, just him. Mm-hmm. It was the sweetest time to have my dad here and to have the children just care for him and show love for him. And I, and I just thought, my goodness, why do we not do this more just to have them close? So I am sure there are challenges to living with your parents, but um, I love that you're looking at the positives and the joy of it and um, the treasure that it's giving your children right now. That's pretty awesome. So you've homeschooled it really has all of You've homeschooled all along?
1: Yes. Yes, I've homeschooled all along. Um, I knew that I wanted to homeschool when I had my first baby. It just, I had seen homeschooling. I had been involved in homeschooling. I love the idea, I really love kids, and I love teenagers, and so it was kind of a dream of mine at the time. I just never really, when we got into it, I never really wanted to do anything else other than homeschool. That's awesome. I didn't yeah, always you feel know, that way after we were. <laughs> yeah. <you> were homeschooling. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you but, know what, and
0: but, when we say that, when I think it's so important we let moms know that, because moms are like, you know what, I just don't think I can do it, and I just don't feel like doing it, and I'm like... Just join the party because I'm telling you, there are days that yellow bus would go by, and I'm thinking, I wonder if I could catch it. Like, I wonder how fast that has to go to make it stop right here in front of my door and put the right on it. So, uh, yeah, right. So, well, when you yes. started, did you have a mentor or a coach or someone that really poured into you to help you start the process of homeschooling?
1: Um, well, so yeah, with my life coaching, I kind of got into it gradually as a result of some of the struggles that I had when I first had all those little kids. Um, so we when we had when my son was six, um I'll kind of talk about like in that moment, I didn't really have a mentor or a coach at that time, but when my oldest son was six, I was start I had five kids at that point. He was six. And I remember the day and I'm sure we all have these embarrassing moments where I came in and I was totally emotionally spent from helping somebody else and I got angry at my child and I picked him up and I threw him across the room in rage. And that was the, that was the line. It, that was the day that was like, okay, something has to change because I'm not, this is not the way that anybody says that they're coping well with life, is if that's the way that I'm responding. And so that was kind of my first step into where can I find help with life. Um, and it wasn't really until he, about, it was about three years before I actually found coaching. I kind of backed off of the responsibilities that I had and like really, okay, I'm just going to teach my family, and I stopped volunteering for a lot of things. And then around the age of nine, when my when my kid was nine, he and I were just not getting along. And I know so many moms out there can relate to just the day-to-day constant war, and that's what we were doing was just this this battle every day, and I thought, this trajectory, if we stay on this course, this is not going to end up well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was when a friend of mine found, like found told me about coaching, and I got a coach, and it's like it changed that trajectory for me. That was the day.
0: I love that you're willing to stop and pause and say, okay, number one, Something's not working. I mean, I bet every mom can relate, and I appreciate your vulnerability to that moment of rage. I think we've all had it. If we're being honest, or at least most of us have, right? And we have had those moments where we just pretty much fall apart. But, but to be able to pause and say, "Okay, I've got to figure something out because this isn't going to end well," and. What I've seen on the other side, now that homeschooling has been around a while, I have been fortunate to talk to many adults that were homeschooled where it didn't go well. The parents thought they were doing the right things, but because of the mom's stress and the mom's anxiety and and the mom really struggling with just managing it all, damage was done to these kids. And so, wow, I really admire that you were able to say, all right, where can I go? And I love that you found help. So tell us about that, your coaching experience. Yeah,
1: well, just just to be clear, it, like I certainly didn't get there very quickly. My husband kind of said, we can either lose the jobs that you're doing or you can lose your children. I think I know mm-hmm. which one I'm picking. Like, yeah. And so there was definitely a reflection from him like that I couldn't see it very well in the moment. I felt like I was letting a lot of people down with my volunteering around, and it really is, I think that's part of the struggle there is that, It's really hard to see it clearly when you're in it, just how, just how much it's affecting the people around us um, when we're feeling that overwhelmed. And so part of it was being willing to listen to somebody else reflect what was going on. And, and that's really a lot of what coaching is. It's not really about somebody else telling me what to do. It's about reflecting back. Like you said you wanted this kind of life. You wanted joy. You wanted good relationships. And I don't think what the track you're on is really what's going to get you there. So that's kind of how I, how I was convinced, okay, now I need to do something. And that's really how I got into being coached myself. And I did that for several how long, years how long, before. Yeah,
0: that's what I was about to ask.
1: How long did you do that? Yeah. Um, I did that for, let's see, he was nine, and I probably was in coaching myself off and on for, I would say five years before, like I was doing it as I was doing some volunteer coaching with some college students uh, during part of that time, but it was about five years of really learning how to get my own life. Under control and how to see how my own mindsets were messing things up and how to work on the relationships with my kids and things like that before I was like, okay, this is so transformational. I just really want to share this with other people because it has helped me so much that somebody else needs to know, somebody else needs to know this is possible.
0: Absolutely. And I love also that you were willing to adjust Your load, and realize that hey, volunteering for everything under the sun does not necessarily make for a better family. And I think so many moms, when I'm out there talking, share that same story. That you know what, I can't say no. I feel guilty even when I had my mom's weekend just a few weeks ago while we were here, and I was giving that kind of lecture. This isn't the time to be taking you know dinner cakes for somebody who just had a baby. This isn't the time to be volunteering. You have. Little bitties that are taking every bit of your energy, like two girls got emails about volunteering at their church. And it was so funny because I'm like, okay, well, that's the strength of all of us women for you to be able to just say, no, this is not your time. There will be plenty of time, but this is not it. This, you know, that can tip you right over those volunteering things. And unfortunately, often, um, church leaders, Unknowingly, we go to the same people, right? If you've got little kids, oh, they're the ones we go to. Well, it should be the exact opposite, right? Anyone with little kids should be exempt, in my opinion. Yeah. Well,
1: and I, I, yeah, I just remember the phrase of if you want somebody to do something, ask a busy person. That they're mm -hmm. the people that are willing to do the work. I've heard that phrase. Wow. And so, because they know they're willing to jump in and. It really I tell you a lot of times there's the illusion that we can get it done and we're like, yeah, I have emotional energy for that and I have physical energy for that and then we're completely drained when we come back to our family and it just creates chaos in the yeah. home because yeah. we gave it all away to somebody else and we don't have it when we get back home.
0: That's so Absolutely. true.
1: That's
0: so true. So, yeah. You tell me what led, what made the switch, what helped you make the switch from being coach to saying, hey, you know what? I think now I can be the coach. and I can offer this to other women. What helped you well, make I that think, decision?
1: Yeah, I think it was a kind of a gradual shift. It definitely was seeing some of the changes that were working and wanting to share those changes with others. In a more meaningful way, seeing that my nine-year-old went from having screaming matches every day to starting to have meaningful conversations with me on a regular basis and having friends around me that were starting to tell me about difficulties that they were having in their own families and really longing for a similar result and wanting to create a space that allowed that allows people to feel safe sharing what's not working and not necessarily feeling like they're going to be attacked or judged. Or I know a lot of times I wouldn't share what was going on with me when it was really bad because I was afraid of somebody calling social services on me. I didn't, Mm -hmm. I didn't want to tell you what was going on because I was so embarrassed and I was so scared and just in fear. And so and when I look back, I think, okay, well, I had that one moment, but I don't feel like, looking back, I was some awful parent. I think I was a normal parent that was just plain overwhelmed. So Absolutely. I think that was just that longing of wanting other people to see that. And also really connecting that with, you know, our our job as Christians is to reflect Christ to others. And the Bible talks about how they will know us by our love. They will know us by our joy. And then I just, I know that I experienced it and I see others around like, is that is that the picture that we're sharing with other people is look at our love and joy. No, actually, I'm showing look at my misery and bitterness and tired and overwhelm and come join my tribe with Jesus. Doesn't it look great? <laughs> and so uh, really, really just wanting to, I guess, reconcile my, I say that following Jesus is a joy, and but I want my life to reflect that too. I love so that. So that's kind of how Let's I got
0: take, in. Yeah. Let's take a break. And now when we come back, okay. I want to... Um, Ask all about your advice. Just well, not all, because then we take away your coaching business. But a little bit, something that you want. Sure, I don't want to take that away. But something that you can give these moms listening today, because I bet there's some listening right now, just hanging on, going, "Give it to me, girl! Give it to me!" So let's Absolutely. take a break, and then we'll we'll give that to them. Hey, there is still time to email us, send us an Instagram message or a Facebook message at thehomegrownpreschooler.com and let us know that you're interested in a free sample of September. We'll send that to you. No cost. You can try it out, see how it works for your family. Again, thehomegrownpreschooler.com. Okay, so we're back with Mary Aldrich. Mary, I met at a conference this summer and so excited to finally get to hear part of her story. I'm hearing it for the first time with you and I love what I'm hearing. I tell you, the more you young moms can hear from us older ladies who've been there, who have messed up, but are still raising these amazing kids, I think the more you're going to be encouraged that that is going to be your result, too. There's no perfect formula to this parenting, this homeschooling thing. It just doesn't exist. But what we all have in common is that we deeply love our kids, and we want to do right by them. We want to raise these children who love the Lord, who love others, and who can provide for their family and are well-adjusted. I I mean, I think we all want that, but often it's overwhelming, especially when they're little. I think, man, as I've mentioned before, just having the grandkids here and, you know, watching my daughter-in-law just bust it with two-year-old twins and a newborn, and and I'm thinking, oh, bless her, right? You just want to ship her off to the spa for a day and say, just go, take a break. In fact, I should do that. Um, (laughs) But I think the other thing that would be so helpful to these moms is finding someone like you, someone who has a business that is coaching. And, you know, we're like, what? what is this? So tell us what it would look like. Why do you think moms would benefit from hiring you as their coach?
1: Well, I think one of the best benefits of coaching is that to recognize that our brains are programmed to keep us stable in the current environment that we're in. And so the same brain that gets us into a mess doesn't naturally get itself out of a mess without some kind of outside influence, that it's the idea that we can't really see our own blind spot. And we'll think we see them. It's like we can catch a glimpse of them, but to be able to have it sort of in your face like or like in a rearview mirror right next to you so you can see it on a regular basis really helps accelerate the ability to change what you're longing to have different. And so that's really what we do in coaching is we talk about, okay, what is it that you're really wanting? How are you wanting to feel? Who are you wanting to be for your kids? And then we talk about what's not working. And often there is a blind spot or a way that we're not looking at things that it doesn't take a lot of work physically. But a lot of times it just takes a mind shift of, oh, I didn't see it quite that way. And that's the, that's the beauty of coaching. And we just do that on a regular basis. One of my most dynamic groups meets every single. Go ahead. No, you finish. Go ahead. One of my groups meets every single Wednesday, and this is the kind of thing we talk about. We talk about training our mind to support us in the way we want to go, and really honing in on the truth of God, as well as ways that science has really taught us how we learn and kind of using those two things in conjunction with each other so that we we have the outcomes in relationships and things that we're longing for. Does that kind of make sense?
0: Yeah, and it sounds fabulous. I was going to say, I am a sensitive little girl, believe it or not. As tough as I come across and as strong I get my feelings hurt so easily so mm. how do you handle people like me who would come to you and think she just hurt my feelings I would imagine that would be a tough little line you've got to walk and be able to work with all different types of enneagrams or Mars bricks or whatever, right. <laughs> you, whatever you want There's to have a personality definitely
1: um, yeah there are definitely some tricky moments um I'm Absolutely, but I think one of the keys is that I don't coach people that we don't have a clear agreement that that's what I'm doing. Nice. So it's not like going up and chatting with your friend and I'm just gonna tell you all the things that you're doing wrong that day. (laughs) It's really, you come prepared like I am looking for what is going on here. Can you help me? And so because we've created that agreement, there's a little bit more openness to discuss what's not working. And then outside of that, even if we're buddies, because I've got some people in my group that are really close friends of mine, that outside of that, that's not how we interact unless they right. ask me for that kind of thing. There's a real line there that has to be respected because it's a lot of vulnerability. Absolutely. Uh, Yeah, I think that's a great
0: way to handle it. Um, Well done for for you doing it that way. What is one piece of advice that you could give away? Is there one thing you could share with a mom listening right now? She's thinking, wow, I've never even heard of coaching. Um, I'm frazzled, but I I can't even take a breath, even consider it. What's one thing you could give her that could
1: help her get through her day? Absolutely. So. One of the things that has come up recently in my group is that uh, with that overwhelm is that often we are so saturated into what's hard, like, oh, this is going to be hard. And we actually set up our brain to prove it to be hard. And so one of the things we've been talking about in our group recently is asking the question in a moment of overwhelm, What if it gets to be easy? It's a different way of looking at the biblical truth that Jesus said that his yoke is easy and his burden is light. We've heard that enough times to almost roll our eyes at it, like, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. But asking the question, what if it gets to be easy, a lot of times it helps us to see new ideas that we would not have thought of otherwise and just as an example like um the other day i was feeling a little bit overwhelmed with my son needing to have reading and i have two high schoolers who were not understanding their history course and i had a client very soon and my husband needed me to give him the grocery list and and the and what it all came down to when i had like worked through all of the things i realized okay Somehow I've got to give the grocery list and also read with my son right now in this moment, how do I do that? And I asked the question, what if it gets to be easy? And it's just a pause. It's a prayerful thing to ask, like, okay, God, how does this get to be easy? And my nine-year-old daughter came in at that moment, saw my seven-year-old sitting there and sat down to read his story with him. And I didn't have to do it. Like, all of a sudden, (laughs) all of a sudden, the nine-year-old was teaching the seven-year-old. And if I was like, oh, this has to be hard, I wouldn't have even noticed that that's what she was doing. I would have just been, you go back and do your schoolwork. Now I've got to sit down with him. But because I stopped and asked the question, it was long enough to realize that, oh, this is actually being taken care of. And I can go make the grocery list that needs to be made. And he's still getting his reading, and so that's one of the questions that we talk about on a regular basis: is what if it gets to be easy this time?
0: I love that, and I love that you mentioned um, you know an older child helping a younger child. That's another just nugget that we always tell parents of. You know, absolutely. They ask, "How do you do it?" It's like you know what. One of the main reasons we think mamas have a lot of kids is so that you can have those olders help you with the youngers. You know, take advantage of them, but it's such a great way for them. They want to most of the time. It's a great leadership skill and, and you rotate and you get to spend some quality time with each child that way and they get to spend some quality time with each other. So I know that wasn't your point, but it's a great point too to add on. So that's absolutely. Away. <laughs> you just gave them two really. All right. So lastly, before we wrap this up, what is one thing you wish you would have known before you started homeschooling? Now that you've been doing it for a while, is there
1: anything you're like,
0: oh, wish somebody would have told me that in the beginning?
1: I, somebody may have actually told me this, but I'm pretty sure I didn't listen if they did. And that was ask for help, get creative and ask for help, get support as a homeschooler. I think naturally we as homeschoolers, our desire, because we want to do it our way, it sometimes can feel like we need to be, now it is really all up to us and I think even with co-ops and stuff, we can start to feel like at home, We still it's still all up to us. We still have to do it on our own. And so whether it's coaching or mentoring or you're just like my mom Skyped read with my kids for years before we actually moved down here because she had the idea of, hey, if you have the book and I have the book, I could read to him over the computer and he could read back to me. And yeah. So there's just so many ways of asking for help and getting help before you think you're falling apart and need it. That's that's one of the pieces that I wish that I had taken in more thoroughly when I was when I was getting going.
0: I love that. That's great. Um great information for our new moms. We have a lot of young moms who haven't even started homeschooling, honestly. A lot of moms are preschoolers who hopefully we are gonna help save them some Stress just by tell them, telling them all about our mistakes and things we wish we would have done. So, right. if they want to reach you, yeah, if they want to reach you, how can they
1: find you? Well, there's a couple of things. One is my website is maryaldrichcoaching.com. There's plenty of information there you can read and find out about my different services. The so that's maryaldrichcoaching.com, and then the other is I run a Facebook. Page called Organizing and Encouraging Parents. And that is just a free Facebook group that is closed just to respect the privacy of the members, but you can request to join. People can request to join. So if you're interested in getting regular encouragement that way and don't feel like coaching is something you can afford right now, organizing and encouraging parents is the way to go. But the coaching either in a group or one-on-one. You can find it dot maryaldrichcoaching.com. And I'll put those up in the show notes so that everyone will
0: just have a little link they can click on and make it easy. So thank you so much. I loved learning about what you do. Pretty rock star you are. So thanks for taking time out
1: and um, letting us know. Well, thank you so much for having me on the show. This is so much fun. I really have enjoyed hearing your podcast and Really enjoyed promoting your homegrown preschooler. I have several sisters Aww. that actually are loving it. Absolutely Aww, loving it. Oh, I love it. Very that. Very well,
0: so, that's it's so awesome. great. It is my, you know, my real passion are those little baby kids. If I could just hang out in a room with three and four-year-olds all day, I think that would be heaven for me. So I love <laughs> it. <laughs> awesome. I know that's not everyone's idea of heaven, but it is mine. <laughs> all right, Mary, thanks so much, you guys. You all, all right. have a great week. I hope you get out there and say
1: yes. Hello, listeners of Mom Fessions on the Real Kathy Lee Show. This is Mary Aldrich. Hey, thanks for listening to this interview that I did with Kathy. I would love for you to join me over on my new podcast, Fruit Pursuit, which is broadcast by the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. On Fruit Pursuit, we're tackling practical ways to apply the fruit of the Spirit. So we are better equipped to love God, love others, and enjoy it. You can listen and subscribe at fruitpursuitpodcast.com. I'll see you there.